Hello, Magical Mamas, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Magical Mothering Podcast. I'm your host, Dania, and today we're talking about supporting your child's base chakra energy so that we can recognize where there are any imbalances and help guide them to feel grounded and connected. So what is the base chakra? It's the energy center at the base of the spine. It has nerves that send energy down the legs, connecting the body or the torso, which contains the sacral, the solar plexus and the heart chakras, which are also the centers of pleasure, our gut instinct, our personal power, our unconditional love and compassion connects those centers to the earth below, plugs us into source. It's our grounding point. It's a foundation of safety, security, feeling like we belong and accepted to the tribe. It's the basis of our family values. A base connection energetically forms from conception until we're about one year old. And then energetically, we begin to focus on our sacral alignment. So we're susceptible to energetically imprinting all the emotions and energies that surround our mother in those stages of our life, just as our children can integrate our energies from our pregnancies within them. So I don't say this to instill guilt, uh, but I say this to share understanding that our energy can be shared down generational lineages. It's something called epigenetics. And with our awareness, we can alter the impressions that it holds on us. So when I was a new mother, I didn't feel grounded into a community that would help me feel accepted to hold my baby and give her what my instincts were screaming at me. I, I felt like I was doing it all wrong because I was made to feel guilty for wanting to feed her to sleep and told that I should be teaching her to self-soothe. But by ignoring my intuitive knowing and trying to mold to fit into a society where I'd feel accepted and belonging, it led us down a path of separation anxiety, poor personal boundaries, and these are things that we're still repairing today. So we can start to recognize signs of base chakra disconnect um, or energy deficiency within that energy center when our children or even ourselves are possibly reacting out of anger or resentment and rage. So violent lashing out or saying hurtful things, fighting with their siblings, fighting with you, this big reaction moving through them. It can also represent in fear and anxiety, clinging. Um, This can manifest at bedtime, especially uh, waking it with night terrors. Because, and I'll touch on this again soon, even um, to close the eyes, to go into the sleep realm is a form of separation. In the eyes of a child, it's really, really hard to form that, that switch over. So, yeah, it comes from stemming from a base chakra. Poor personal boundaries. So if you find your child is constantly in other people's spaces, clinging to you, using your energy field as a safety protecting place, um, poking or prodding other people, constantly poking as their siblings or 
poking their foot out onto other people or rubbing people with their feet while they're trying to, you know, relax or eat dinner or something like that, constantly invading other people's spaces, Um, poor personal boundaries. Uh, Sensory processing difficulties. So I'm talking about additional food sensitivities, um, texture avoidances. Um, That can also come through with food as well as with clothes. Um, And uh, overeating or undereating can also be related to uh, base chakra disturbances. There can also be requirements to shut out the world. So this could be looking like they're shutting off um, mentally. They could be using screens to numb and avoid uh, all of these things to be able to create a bit of their own sort of bubble to process their emotions and regulate. Um, It can look as if it's an addiction. This is linking how it links up to the next chakra, which I will talk about soon. They can also have an inability to slow down, relax or switch off. It's um, our child or we even recognize this within ourselves where we're constantly needing to be busy, switching from one thing to the next, not able to just focus. <laughs> okay, it's able, it's constantly thinking what's next, what's next, what's next. And it sort of feels like why aren't they ever satisfied? Why can't they just have this and be happy so when we start to notice these things within our children we can start to have more awareness that their base chakra energy their connection to foundations of safety of feeling accepted and belonging to tribe are being challenged so we can start to have that awareness and therefore support it so we can support our child's base chakra when we nurture connection to their tribe, support systems through meeting them where their values lie and interweaving our honor codes. So this could be that our honor code or our value or our desires for what we want them to do is different from what they are wanting to do and create separation. And so what we are wanting to do to support our children is interweave these values, interlock these honor codes, open each other up, so ourselves as well as our children, to understanding each other on a deeper level. And this brings forth connection. So you can see how gentle parenting, uh, attachment parenting, or what other, whatever other label you want to put to using respectfully nurturing your child's connection to you you can see how those sort of um, philosophies lead to serving base chakra energy so that was a lesson that I learned when I um, switched my parenting styles to uh, with my next child move into more of letting my baby sleep next to me breastfeeding on demand, not trying to make them stick to a schedule, um, baby wearing, keeping them close at all times. Uh, It really brings through the energy of you are safe, you are secure. And it's something that we're repairing in so many adults today who've disconnected from their foundation of safety. How often are we using the mantras I am here, I am safe, I am present, I am grounded. These are all reconnecting us back into our base chakra energy. 
So how can we support base chakra energy? We do this through grounding. <laughs> it's pretty much what grounding is, is connecting back our base chakra energy, our bodies into the earth, our energy coming back into our body, bringing it all back together, slowing it all down into a state of calm, relaxation, rest and digest. It enables us to slow down, be more present, be more mindful and really plugs us into source. Okay, so how can we do this with our kids? So first of all, um, let's talk about embodiment. So to connect with the physical plane through holding um, our babies, carrying our um, kids, like baby wearing as well as talking about before, just spending time nurturing, giving hugs, um, cuddle time, something that's um, shown to be a big game changer for me. And this can be so simple, but it's something that you can miss when you get caught up in the high energy go 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 of life and not connecting in if you're busy if you've got if you're constantly in a rush to go from one thing to the other remembering that's a sign of base chakra disconnect is that we can often miss the physical connection so something that I am very mindful of is making sure that my energy is aligned before I meet with my children in the morning so my toddler sleeps on top of me but my my big girls I make sure that when I greet them in the morning I can greet them with energy of love and excitement that I can see them and that is with a hug and good morning and giving them a hug and letting them know how excited I am to see them first thing that connection there um, if you've had some time separate so it might be if they're at school and then you pick them up after school, giving them a hug, even just holding their hands or touching their arm if they're a bit older and they're not into the hugs. But just that when you're reconnecting or coming back together, even if they've just gone off to a class and you've been separate, I, I always get really, really um, excited to see or happy. It, it warms my heart to see that when my girls um, do acrobatics, the, my eldest goes... Um, well, my youngest goes first. And then when they swap class times, they they so excited to see each other. They've only been missing each other for 45 minutes. But as they swap it to go to the next one to go into the class, they give each other a big hug. And, you know, it's just that they've had that time apart. Now they're coming together. And that, for me, shows their connection. And just that physical physical connection is great for supporting Bay Chakra. So being mindful of how often we physically touch, connect, nurture, hug, hold hands with our children. It's really needed to share that acceptance of tribe. Uh, acceptance of their whole self. So we can often label people, kids especially, as being in bad or grumpy moods. So accepting them without labeling these things, um, without... We're, we're validating all feelings, going to them, picking them up when they're crying, getting down on their level, asking them if they're okay. It doesn't mean to a lot of people get upset that they don't want to, you know, make their kid more sensitive. And I remember being worried about this when my first was really small is didn't want to make her soft. I wanted her to be strong. But we don't need to worry about giving our children 
opportunities to grow resilience. Okay, the world does enough of that. But if we can just get down on their level and and validate that they're upset, if they're visibly crying or have hurt themselves, then we can validate that that that's okay and that we see them and we're there for them they want to know that somebody's got their back so we don't have to make a big deal of it but we can just say oh I saw you fall down are you okay that's enough okay protecting them from loud noises validating what scares them rather than the old you know she'll be right get on with it we're trying to heal through that generational stage So the other thing that we can do is provide that safe home environment, Um, letting them know that the the area where they live is a place of safety. So when we are talking about our kids lashing out or fighting each other, we come back to a place of you deserve to have a safe space where you're not going to be afraid that you're going to get hurt by your sibling. And we need to make sure that your sibling has that safe space as well. So not only is it important for you, it's important for you to provide that for your, for your younger siblings or other siblings as well. And that's my role as your mother to make sure that we're all working together to get there. So there's a part of a safe home environment that somebody once again is looking out for you. You've got your, they've got, you've got their back and you're working together to create a safe environment. So this also involves getting to know your local environment, going for nature walks around the block, looking at signs of change in the neighborhood, because these different changes can cause anxiety. Change can cause anxiety on a base chakra level. Okay. It's a beautiful way to bridge that is by looking at the earth rhythms of the seasons and noticing how the seasons change the environment, change the trees. It can look at people doing renovations on their homes down the street and watching the um, progression, all of these different things. So talking about the changes that you see. Um, Let's see. Spending time outside together. So a really, really simplified version of this is going outside to hang up the washing, going out to the clothesline. And you might start with a baby, newborn baby, little baby. And you might start by taking them out. And I remember this being such a handful for me to try and balance the washing basket and the baby and um, laying down a blanket out near the clothesline and putting the baby taking the baby out of the carrier laying them down on the blanket so that I could have my body free to hang up the washing and little did I know that it was actually really something that was working in my favor because that habit continued into toddlerhood and it went from um, a baby on the blanket at your feet watching you hang the washing to a wandering toddler who would start wandering around and picking up bits of grass and and leaves and stones while you do the washing and you're talking and having conversations and games in the sheets. And then it moves to the child who's more adventurous and they start to wander off into the garden and then you can just sit and play and watch them explore and they grow and they grow. And this builds confidence to play autonomously while you get other things done okay so they'll 
we're building children who feel safe in their yards. You know, if you've got a safe yard that you can allow your children a bit more freedom to explore them. We're always watching from a distance, you know, <laughs> allowing them that freedom though. And the other part of freedom around um, autonomy is body autonomy. It's letting our kids, this is like something so, so simple, but something that so many kids don't get the freedom of doing. Choosing their clothes, not feeling judged for the clothes that they've chosen that don't match, or maybe their shoes are on the wrong feet. I remember the anxiety that I had as a mother when my children um, put their shoes on on the wrong feet and me trying so hard not to correct it because there was so much judgments in there about me feeling like people are going to think I'm a bad mom that I put my kids shoes on the wrong feet or you know I let them dress themselves and they're not matching they're not in those you know them perfect outfits and just allowing that freedom for them brought so much confidence out in them but brought so much anxiety out of me that I had to heal so now 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 it's fine we, they're choosing their own comp their own um outfits and makeup styles and going out with dragon glitter face paint all over them done by themselves so I'm really excited to watch their individual individuality bloom it also comes with um, body autonomy comes with the food that goes on their plates and how much they eat. So the way we do that is that my responsibility is to provide healthy, nutritious foods, making sure that there's at least one thing out in the spread on the table that they will eat and allowing them to choose how much they want, what it is that they want to put on their plates and how much they eat. Um, not rewarding for eating all your dinner, not rewarding for it's it's a it's a tricky one, but yeah, trying not to impart your judgments on good foods and bad foods, but allowing the food that you have provided to be chosen by them. They get to choose when they're full. They get to choose how much they eat. They know what's available to them. The other thing that I do is making sure, just like when we did um, breastfeeding on demand, we have food always available to them. So they don't actually have to wait until mealtime to eat. We have fruit bowls available with unlimited access. And if there's fruits that I don't want them to eat that I'm saving for something special, like the berries for the pancakes or something like that, then they go away in a drawer in the fridge. The ones that are out on show in the fruit bowls, there's a fruit bowl inside the fridge and there's two fruit bowls out in the, in the kitchen. They're free access. You can have as much of that as you want. And if they start to eat too much, then maybe we limit what's in those bowls for a little bit. But what my role is, is to provide the food and their role is to eat as much or as little as they want. Okay. And it comes back to like linking in with that breastfeeding on demand. It's really important to do what works for you as a mother. You and your energy is your child's biggest asset. If you are grounded, calm, mentally, mentally supported, physically supported, then your child is going to thrive much better than if you are in a state of struggle. Okay, so a bottle giving lovingly is much better than a breast given resentfully or for you struggling through that. So I, I assure you, please do what works for you. Get the support of a 
breastfeeding consultant that is going to support your journey the best that you can do. But remember, your energy is the best, biggest asset for you and your mothering. And so take care of you, okay, and do what works for you. The next thing that we can do to support our child's energy from the base chakra perspective is allowing free play in nature. Plenty of time for big motor movements like running, climbing, jumping, swinging, whatever they want to do. And less full schedules means less anxiety. So let's not book them up with things to do every evening or every day. Create space for boredom. Create space for them to do what feels good for them, okay? If you're needing to use childcare environments and these types of things, seek one that has um, the comfort of homely feelings. Uh, avoid the clinical settings. Make, make it... Find one that looks as homely as possible, okay? The next thing that you can really focus on is connection at home, aftercare. So if they've been at childcare, if they've been out um, for the day with their grandparents, if they've been at school, all of these different things, coming home to quality time where they feel heard and held, especially before bedtime, can really help build bridges of separation. So as we were talking about in the beginning, when we have separation anxiety coming up, which especially manifests at bedtime, even if you're staying next to them all night, even if you've been with them all day, to close their eyes and switch off their brain is a form of separation in their eyes. So to support their needs, we need to build that quality time before bed. So this comes back to the physical contact. Do they need some cuddle time? Do you need to have a conversation about what was their favorite part of the day? Do we need to have a um, question about what do you want to do tomorrow? What do you want to do more of? Supporting their needs and asking them what are the things that are important to them? Do they want to be able to do more board games? Do they want more painting? Do they want to go out more and have more adventures? Do they want more reading? Is there a specific skill that they really want to learn? Sometimes our children's values don't match ours which can be really interesting. This comes up a lot around screen time where the kids are saying that they want to do more video games or they want to do more YouTube challenges or these types of things. And you're thinking, oh, I don't really see the value in that. How can I support that when I don't believe in it? This is, a pra this is giving us an opportunity to practice meeting them where they're at and maybe watching them play their video game for a little bit and asking them what they've been building on Minecraft or watching their favorite YouTube star's latest video. Taking that time to meet together and just see what's going on in their world for a little bit. And that's important because it shows them that you are taking into consideration what's important to them. Okay, we're taking into consideration their values and interweaving it with the family values and don't worry if they're not seeing the value in the things that you highly value our role as magical mothers is to model and when we model the things that we value we can invite them to join with us 
we can invite them to notice the rain and the sound that it makes and come and sit with us and eventually like what happened to me the other week is my daughter came up to me when it was raining and said hey mom would you like to go and sit out on the deck and watch the rain for a little while and that's a beautiful connection it made my heart sing because it was something that we could meet together and have a connection with it comes with you know not forcing them to do things that you know are good for them like if you just sit down and meditate then I know you'll feel better if you just did some yoga then I know that you'd be able to embody that connection of mind and body all of these different things but every time we try and force them to value something that's within our values and not within theirs they're going to rebel against us further and further and it's going to just create more and more separation and what we're aiming for here is connection what we're aiming for here is building a bridge between values and interweaving our honor codes and what we believe is right everybody's going to have their own value systems and what we need to do is get on board with each other so Yes, we all deserve to have our needs met. We all deserve to thrive rather than just survive. So even if you had a rough start in your parenting journey, you can repair this energy now by nurturing the child that you have, accepting them as they are. And often this involves doing a bit of work to accept where you're at as well and embrace yourself exactly as you are. Even if you as a child didn't have the support that you needed to have your needs met and feel safe in the world, you can heal that inner child within. So I'm on the journey and I'm guiding mums who are also doing this work, required to break cycles for their children to grow into adulthood without the burdens that we have carried. So if you want more of this, don't forget to click subscribe so you get my next episode. And I invite you to come support me over on Patreon with the link in the subscription. If you'd like to work with me in a private mentorship journey, please just send me an email. I'd love to be your guide. Thank you so much for joining me on this magical mothering journey.